about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. John chapter 5. Already a scripture from there. <laughs> Mercy is heavily available this morning. Amen. Say loud, Amen. amen. Mercy is heavily available this morning. Okay, we are going to read verse... Um, let's read verse 5. You know, this is the pool of Bethesda where they used to put the blind and all the people that had infirmity. But the Bible says in verse 5, And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 38 years. Mm. When Jesus saw him... <laughs> Jesus is seeing many people this morning. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now there a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered, said, Sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled to put, it, to put me into the pool, but why I am coming, another one stepped before me. His answer should have been yes or no. But he started telling stories. He must be a Yoruba man. <laughs> Amen. Well, don't get angry. I'm from Yoruba tribe also. So, <laughs> Amen. You know, Yorubas, they talk too much. <laughs> or we talk too much. So if I put myself, you won't feel bad. So let's just leave it. <laughs> Amen. Jesus said to the man, Do you want to be healed? And he started telling stories. Sir, I have no man. You see, when the angel comes down and is troubling the water, others step before me. The arrangements before was that an angel used to come. Bible says at certain times, we don't know how many times, maybe once in a year, maybe twice in a year, an angel will come to the pool and the pool will start boiling. The first person to get inside will be healed. And that was what they were used to. But thank God for Jesus. Who is God's expression of God's mercy? In Christ, you don't need pool. <laughs> no man needs to stand before the other because the grace goes around everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, I, I started first service. We're looking. We started from the story of the man uh, whose boy had epilepsy in Mark chapter 9. And now Jesus, how the father of the child, cried to Jesus and said, Lord, Help my own, I said, Lord, I believe. Help my own belief. Because the father brought the boy to Jesus. The disciples could not cast out the demon. So many stubborn situations we bow this morning. Amen. Because of the dimension I'm introducing to you, and that is the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a time, you know, I said the first service, there are laws of faith that makes you, you believe in something. The law demands that you believe, you express your belief by your confession, and you receive. Faith will forever be relevant. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But at times, God decides to bypass your faith. And he does what he wants to do. That is what is happening this morning. So many people have struggled with faith. The answers will come, notwithstanding. Because of the mercy of God. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Alright, so this, this man, you know, uh, Jesus, when the father of the boy brought the boy to Jesus, we read that on first service, that's Mark chapter 9, 
And he said that my boy has epilepsy. And he said to Jesus, Jesus said, how long has this situation been? And the father said, since when he was young. I'm glad that the second story we are reading also, the man had been there for 38 years. No matter how long the matter is, this morning, because of the prevailing mercy of God, all things, get ready for a radical transformation this week. Amen. There is grace for abundance in the house. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shout a living amen. amen. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. So this one was the So the father of the boy said from when he was young, and then he had dead. He said, if you can do anything. That's verse 22. He said, Lord, if you can do, he said, Lord, if you can help us. And Jesus said, which I told them, and that's where I want to start from, you know, the father transferred the responsibility, verse 22, to Jesus. He said, if you can, he said, often I cast him into fire, into water to destroy him. He said, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. What I want to bring out from this is that word, have compassion on us. Because I found that everyone that beckoned to the aspect of God's mercy, he never said no to anybody. I want to look at a few examples this morning. Are you with me? The father of the boy, many of you have found yourself in that situation. Look at what is happening. So he said, Lord, if you can do anything, help us. And Jesus transferred the responsibility back to the man in verse 23. The man said, Lord, if you can. Jesus said, no, it's not about me being able to do anything. I am able to do everything. It's about you believing. He showed the man the reason for that predicament. Why the situation lingered. He said, if you can believe. So Jesus said to him, don't ask what if I can do something. The if is on you, not on me. He said, if you can believe. All things are possible to him that believe. I can do anything. It's a question of if you believe. Then the father's issue was revealed. Like many people also struggling with faith. Then the next verse. The father of the boy. The Bible says straight away he cried. Maybe towards the end of the service, some will need to cry. Are you with me? The, the father of the child cried out and said in tears, he was crying, said, Lord, I believe. Help thou my... What kind of statement is this? I think they call it paradoxical statement in the English language, right? When you are saying two things at the same time. I believe. Help my unbelief. That's funny. If you believe, then you don't have unbelief. But he knew what he was saying. Because this happens to everybody. Can God do it? Yes. Can, can God supply that rent? Yes. Can he give you that one million tonight? Yes. You believe that he can do it. But there is some belief that will he do it? Ahead? Can I get... <laughs> can I wake up tomorrow and they credit my account with them? Can God do you... Nobody, even unbelievers will not say God cannot. But it becomes a different scenario. Will he do it? Can you relax and sleep ahead? Then the thoughts will start coming. Should I call my uncle? Should I call my sister? Ah, this one that I'm waiting. Others are looking for way out. Me, I'm waiting. We God really, if God doesn't do it, I'm in trouble. You understand? So you have plan B. That is when you are like the father of this boy. I believe. But there's one unbelief battling me. Are you with me? But because he cried, what Jesus did was that he bypassed the unbelief. And let's look at the conclusion of the story. So Jesus bypassed the unbelief. Hallelujah. He's bypassing many things this morning. Because we are going to read why now in the scripture. So when Jesus saw that, he saw the people coming running. He rebuked the foul spirit saying to him, 
Deaf and dumb spirit. I chat thee. Come out of him and enter him no more. Wonderful. And I said, first service that demons are full of tricks. The boy, if you start from the beginning, when Jesus said, bring the boy to me, the boy started foaming in his mouth. He had epilepsy. But Jesus did not address epilepsy. He addressed deaf and dumb spirits. Maybe that was why the disciples could not cast it out. When Jesus was on the mountain and the disciples were there, they were saying that epilepsy spirit come out. Because what they saw on the boy was that he was foaming. Epilepsy was on him. But when Jesus came, he didn't even talk about epilepsy. In fact, when the boy was coming to Jesus Christ, he started conversing. But Jesus did not talk about that. He didn't address the conversion. He didn't address the epilepsy. He just looked at the boy and said, you deaf and dumb spirit. When the spirit came out, the epilepsy left. Hallelujah. Because sometimes we need to learn how to decide. Where you think the problem is, not where the problem is. Is somebody following me? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Somebody say, live in Amen. Shout another amen. amen. Are, you, are you with me this morning? So Jesus, that was the conclusion. Because of something. We go back to that story in John chapter 5. But let's read. That way we read Romans chapter 9 verse 16. Let's read Romans 9 16. And look at something there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is the principle. Let's start from 14. Romans 9 14. Let's start from 14. This is the principle on which this service is built this morning. Because of what the Lord is doing on me. Say amen. amen. What shall we then say? Or what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? The Bible says, God forbid. Next verse. For he saith unto Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy on, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion on. This is powerful. Straight enough. Next verse. As a result of God's our own decision, who to have mercy on and who not to have mercy on. The Bible says it has become a matter of, so it is not of him that will it. It is not of him that run it. It is what? Lift up your two hands. Say, Lord, I receive your mercy. Say, Lord, show me mercy this morning. It's not an Old Testament prayer. I will explain it. Why you will be? I will have mercy on who I will have mercy on. And we have compassion on whom are we have compassion on. So it is not of him that run it. It is of God that shows mercy. So where we read at the beginning, that John, I said the first service, and let's take it from the, where we read, some people, like the centurion, he had faith. His daughter was sick, or servant was sick, and he said to Jesus, speak a word, and my servant shall be healed, and Jesus for a servant. That was a commendable faith. It demonstrated something for the power of God to move. The woman with the visual of blood in Mark chapter 5 followed Jesus. She said in her heart, If I can touch the arm of his garment, I shall be made whole. She demonstrated her faith and she became well. But the madman of Gadara had no faith of speak, spoken word, had no faith of touching. Both the woman and the centurion came to Jesus. It was Jesus that went to make the madman of Gadara. Everybody say mercy. The man was not even sane enough to demonstrate faith. But thank God for the mercy of God. Jesus crossed from one side of the river to the other to go and meet this man. And when he healed the man, he said it at the end. When the man wanted to follow, he said, you cannot follow me. He said, go back home and tell your family how the Lord has had mercy on you. Everybody shout that was say mercy. Mercy. Hallelujah. 
I read this story we read in John chapter 4. Because after the mouth of two or three, we saw the madman gathered of us. This man in John chapter 5, that we read next. He was lying down there. Jesus said to many of the people that healed that your faith made the whole. But there was no faith that this man demonstrated. For 38 years he was there. Jesus, he didn't even know who Jesus was. He showed up and he said, do you want to be made whole? And the man started telling stories. And you know that Jesus did not even wait for him to answer the question. As he was saying that nobody to put me in, others joined him. He just said, rise up, make your bed and walk. Nobody can overrule the aspect of God's sovereignty. He can bypass your prayer. He can bypass your faith. And say, this is what I want to do. Oh, I believe so much in love confession. But I remember when we were in school, when a brother, one of the man, one of the strong men of faith in the school then, wrote an exam and came and said, you know what, I failed this exam. He said, I couldn't write Jack. So the confession, people of faith would have told us that it will be unto you according to your faith. But you know what? When the result came out, it passed. What happened? Mercy. He lost faith, but mercy stood. God's mercy kept me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hey. Ligos. Can you see what I'm saying? The miracles this month will be so fast. Amen. That your hands will go up and say that this is the mercy of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I gave them a very terrific example in first, first service. She is one of the leading... Okay, she's not as popular as she used to be, but at one time she was the major, one of the leading gospel artists in Nigeria, female gospel artists in Nigeria. She used to do a restore when she was, and then she went too far. <laughs> no, she went, even if you go a step, it's already far. <laughs> she went into, and she had the first abortion, second one, third one, I think by the fourth one, her got damaged. And because she wasn't a quack doctor, when she was that doctor ran away and left her there. So I saw her, they carried her half dead, carried her to this hospital. And so they had to evacuate her womb and all those things. And when they were through, when she woke up, the doctor told her that, you know, the bad news is that you don't have womb, blah, 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 told her everything. I want to finish telling her this. So he said, you know what, the next one is that God has told me that you're going to be my wife. She looked at the man. <laughs> Did you just say, I don't have womb? You are saying, you want to say, yes. That when God talks to me, I don't waste time. So I'm telling you, as I'm finishing the bad news, I'm also telling you. That I want to be your husband. Now they are four kids. God did not even wait for her to start serving God. To even say, Lord Jesus, I want to give my life to you. Before sending, never underrate the mercy of God. Many times we love to merit what we receive. But in God at times, merits are cancelled. Jesus has fulfilled all the merits. He can bless anybody at any time. That was, what, that was what Jesus was trying to tell that man. I could have asked you, I could have started by introducing myself, I am Jesus Christ, the Son of God. If you believe in me now, I will tell you to rise up and walk. He did that with some people, you know? That's why mercy will separate you. You know, there are some people that came to Jesus and said, do you believe I'm able to do this? Have you read that part of the Bible before? Some blind man, a blind man came to see Jesus and said, open my Jesus said, do you believe I can do this? And he said, I believe. And he said, be it unto you according to But he did not bring this up with this man. For 38 years. He just told the man to get up. I don't care whether you believe or not. Get up and take your bed. And the Almighty has spoken. The guy got up. For some reason, I laid this in my heart. That this is what he wants to do in many people's life. Oh, you should embrace it very well. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Shout that word again. Mercy. Can you say, Lord, have mercy? <laughs> now you see that it's not a simple prayer. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Let's read about Black Bartimaeus. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Mark 10, 46. Let's read. And then we go to Hebrews 4 and I'll close. Have you heard me today? See, let me tell you the truth. As I'm talking, be praying under your breath. Something is happening. Mercy is beyond God forgiving. It just means that canceling and over canceling event, so many people here will receive miracles this month on the platform of the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, we bless your name. We give you praise. We worship you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Mistakes are being cancelled. Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody wasted his money on something that he shouldn't. But the money will come back. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 40. And they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of, with a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by, he was so blind that they added that to his name. I believe his first name was not blind Bartimaeus. Maybe Peter Bartimaeus. But they assumed that one for blind, <laughs> because so blind was the guy, that they turned that to his name. He sat by the highway begging. Verse 47. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, oh God, he began to cry out, say, Jesus, thou son of David, shout the rest, word, the rest of the words. Read it together. Hallelujah. Look at the next verse. <laughs> and many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out the more he greater. I like this guy. He was like, Jesus already had mercy on me. He said, oh boy, you are making noise. Jesus! <laughs> Have mercy on me. Verse 49. And Jesus stood still. How many people, how many of you be just standing still for you today? He by himself located that man by the pool. There were many people there. He was passing and he got to this man. He just stood and he said, you've been there for 38 years. Do you want to be well? And the man did not even answer very well. He started saying that, you see, when any time, his, his attention was on that water. That the living water was standing before him and he did not know. He was thinking about the pool. And he said, well, whether you know or you don't know, stand up and go to your house. It was when he was ill that he realized what happened. God does that at times so that your worship will be unadulterated. When the woman poured oil on Jesus Christ and the Simon, the Pharisee was from Jesus, said that, you know what, you can't complain because you, you, he said, this woman is a funny, she's, an, she, she's, a, she's a prostitute and she's touching Jesus. And he said, Simon, Simon, you don't understand one thing. He that is forgiving much will love much. If you know that what is happening around you is a product of the mass of God, it's beyond your worship will be deeper. There is something about every one of us. If you have done something to merit the result, out of religion, you can give praise to God, but it's not rooted in your heart. It is when God shows mercy to you that you know that this is, a, this is God's pure and this is God's hand, nothing else. That's when people sit down. Have you seen those who worship and cry? It happened many times to David. He could remember how he was just with those few sheep. And God called him. He must have been asking, why was it that it was the day Goliath was talking that I carried food there? 
Why was it that one stone, one stone, Goliath marked he was dressed from top to bottom. The only exposed part of his body was his forehead. How come it was that spot that the first stone, not even the third stone or the fifth stone, the first one went in straight? He knew that this must be the mercy of God. He will forever remember your organize the killing of Uriah. And then God was still calling him a man after my heart. He must have thought about that. When you are like that, your worship will rise from within. You will know that there is nothing. This is just, I'm just a product of his abundant mercy. Nothing else. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. This is wonderful. Oh. They said, be all good for, then they told him. So Jesus stood still, and they called the blind man, saying unto him, the same that told him to shut up, were the ones that now called him. Say, be of good comfort. Rise, he called thee. Next verse. And he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. Next verse. And Jesus answered and said to him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? Oh, Lord Jesus asked me this question. I will take my and paper. You ask me who you are. I say you are the Lord. I say you are the Christ. Son of the living God. Can you imagine Jesus? He saw that the guy was blind. But the guy did not place a definite request. He said, Lord, have mercy on me. It's a bogus prayer point. So Jesus said that my mercy can open your eyes. Close you. Remember, he threw away his garment. So he needed a new garment. My mercy can feed you. Give you a house. So my mercy is beyond opening your eyes. So when you ask that you have mercy on you, it's too big a sin. So what do you want? And the guy said that, Dad, I might receive my sight. Any was blind, but he still asked that, what do you want? If you should ask me, I will have 21 requests. That I might receive my sight. That I might number two, number three, number four. Knowing that in the Bible, God has never said to any man, ah, ah, these requests are too many. There's no passage in the Bible where that is written. Where God said to a man, ah, even in heaven, there with a man in heaven. I said, ah, <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> you know, it doesn't say that to people. Because it's able to do. Exceeding abundantly above all. The case of God and request is like going to an ocean with a bucket. How much can you fetch? When you fetch from morning till night and sit down there all year long, the ocean does not recognize that something has been taken away from him. Because that's the way the Almighty. There is no, nothing a man pulls out of God that can shake. Well, it is you that will shake. When all of us start praying and somebody says, Lord, give me 10 billion. Somebody says, Lord, give me 1 billion. Somebody says, Lord, give me 10 All he says to everybody is that, receive. One receive. We give one, 1,000 error. We give one, 10 billion. There's none that will shake God more. Okay, this one is 10 million. Ah, this one will shake me more. Even me, the Almighty, I will shake a little. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, what am I seeing that some people will receive full package? Yeah. It is one thing they are desiring, but they will get 11 things. Yeah. Shout that word again, mercy. Say it again, say mercy. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you. 
It's anointing is here this morning. It's anointing is here this morning. There's grace for abundance in the house. The mercy of God. Wherever you are, you can pray on your seat. Something is happening right now. Let that, be, let that be your word, Lord, your mercy. See, this is not time to construct prayer, prayer points. It's just to cry from the depth of your heart. From the depth of your heart. Beyond the formulas I know. Beyond the people I know. Beyond the steps I can take. I ask for mercy. This morning. Oh, maybe you are here by chance. But in the sight of God, it's not by chance. Why don't you ask God? If it's your first time, it makes it beautiful. There's a reason why you are here. Mercy. Let's do that for three more minutes. Everybody pray. See, it's not a gentleman's prayer. If that is what you keep repeating, repeating. Bartimaeus cried many times before he was called. So if you need to say, Lord Jesus. If there is a situation mentioned and say, Lord Jesus, have mercy. That it looks like what I need right now is your mercy over this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, you are great. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We give you praise. Oh, we worship you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There is no higher calling, no greater honor than to bow and kneel before your throne. I'm at your glory, I'm embraced by your mercy, O oh Lord. I live to worship you. Let's sing it. Down at your feet, O oh Lord, is the most. I want you to throw yourself at the feet of the master this morning. In your presence. I'm stopping my message right now. Wait, sorry, sorry, amen. Shall we? Okay, we can take any position you like. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. I was going to quote that last. I want to read something from Hebrews 4 16 just to justify what we are doing. Are you set? That's what the Bible says. This Apostle Paul admonishing us of what to do about the mercy of God. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. That we may what? Let us come. Let us come. That we may obtain mercy. It must be a conscious thing. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. In the time of need. Once there is mercy, help is available. Hallelujah. I want to give the warning I gave for service, which I will say again. Jesus said in his word. In Matthew chapter 5, when it was what we call the Sermon of the Mountain, the Beatitude, 
He said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. One of the things that keeps the mercy of God flowing in your life is for you to be merciful to other people. And I've warned several in this church. Mind the way you treat those who depend on you. Mind the way you treat those. I know some haven't gotten it. Mind the way you treat those who depend on you. Those of you have house rent, housemaid. Those of you have people that you send money to your If you talk to them anyhow. If you hit them anyhow. If all their sins, they count and you take it against them. You are making it difficult for yourself to walk in the mass of God. Forgive our trespasses. How? How? Blessed are the master for they shall obtain what? How you deal with those who depend on you is exactly how God deals with you. So Matthew establishes that forgive our trespasses. It's not up to God that we will forgive. We look at you as we forgive those who trespass against us. Jesus added that. So how you treat those who depend on you, those who earn salary from your workers or gate men, and not those who appear to be weak, that even if you chance them, they cannot retaliate. That is where the true test of your character is measured. And this is where many people fail. You respect those who seem to be able to give you something. But you disrespect workers. The way you shout at your driver. Anybody that is at your mercy. The way you treat them. Housemate has not said anything. You've landed that slap. And you will not do that to your own kid. Those two angels are watching. Your reports are going to heaven. When you two haven't done everything right and you want God to step in, it becomes difficult for the angels to move. They've seen how you've done things to those who did not. They see how you've done things to those who did not act right around you. Once they made a mistake, you hollered, you give it to them. And now you want God to help you when you have made a mistake. When the steps are not perfect, you want God to step in and bring in mercy. It becomes difficult for the angels to act. Heed this warning, everybody. It's important. There have been too many Christians in Nigeria who treat those who depend on them anyhow. And God is not happy with that. God is not happy. Don't say because they receive salary from you. They receive it with insult. You first insult them, then you trust the money at them. Once somebody depends on you, he's in trouble. Somebody lives with you because he's living under your roof. You are quick to remind every now and then. I will send you out. I will send you out. You have said it times without no matter. Even if you send you it doesn't mean anything to the person. You've already sent him out emotionally. Too many times. Any small thing, I'm sending you out. Any small thing, I will, is it because I will, I will tell you to pack out of my house? A Christian doesn't do all that. If people err, you want to discipline them. Be, I'm not saying that you should allow just anything, but be careful how you measure discipline. You can rebuke somebody without saying, "I will send you out of the house." You understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah! You can correct your driver without saying, "I will fire you." Fire only the person that does something that anybody will know that this one should be fired. But this small thing, you tell him that I will send you and then you cut his salary. Do you want God to cut the grace of your life? <laughs> but these are the things people do and we need to correct it. We need to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh Lord Jesus. Let us come to the throne of grace boldly that we may obtain mercy. Oh, many people are obtaining mercy this morning. Amen. Can we do this scripture? We are doers of the word. Can we do it? Let us come boldly. So how many people are willing to come boldly this morning? Oh Lord, I receive your mercy. Everybody start praying now. See, forget about your neighbor. Lay yourself at the feet of Jesus Christ. We are going to die for about five minutes. So you receive something. The Lord, mercy, mercy. Yes, you 
Miracles being given to people on the platform of grace. On the platform of grace this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Our struggles have come to an end. Oh, worshiping. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Begin to give him praise. Merciful. Mercy. Mercy. Things you don't even know how to explain to people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. 
Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.